hell's that button? Third. <laughs> Celebrating five years on YouTube as your live and interactive Sharks posting show, this is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday night, February 22nd, 2020. The Sharks lose 3-2 to two to the New York Rangers, just like the Soviet Union lost 3-2 to two to the Team USA and a bunch of youngsters on a sheet of ice in the same state. I swear that was 4-3, to three, wasn't it? Uh, sure, 3-2. to two. Well, They won by one. Okay, just... We're I'm a little distracted. A We're a little distracted by by a backup Zamboni driver. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks post game show. We do this after each and every single game. And yes, you are right. Four three Soviet Union lost to the United States. If you want to be a part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on their YouTube chat on the page or the app. You can follow us on the social with the Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. SoundCloud, you name it. There we go. And for more Sharks content, hit us up on TealTownUSA.com. Yeah, I wish it was 4-2, the Sharks won. That would have been great. I that's That was my foreseen points that I was going for, but no dice. Pleased to be joined by, and it's been a while since I've said this, Mr. Kevin Lacey. Kevin, where have you been? And it's good to see you. Well, uh, you know, I've I've been to Norway, I've been to uh, London, I've been to France. I did not see your underpants. Thank I've even God. been to New York, um, and even on trade deadline day on Monday, I'm going to be in San Francisco. So that's going to <laughs> suck. That's normally a day that I uh, call out of work uh, for. But uh, oh, it's really nice to be uh, on the show. I'm still alive, everybody. And uh, I am Kevin Lacey, the creator of Artemi Panarin's Wikipedia page. And that's actually a true story. <laughs> Artemi Panarin, by the end of the night, well, even before by the end of the night, um, had more assists than the Sharks' uh, leading point scorer. That's right, Eric Carlson and, and Brent Burns like in the 40-point range in that one. Um, he's been... <laughs> You know, looking at some of the comments that we're going to get to, and we'll get into the game in just a jiffy here. Uh, you know, J.F. Turner saying trade Jumbo so you can get that cup. Be selfish of the Sharks to keep him on an AHL roster. You have Thornton going to the Penguins before Monday is over. Kane is the decider in this one. Fear we're going to lose Dell and Thornton. Hope Mario's all right. You got a lot of comments coming in here. Nothing wrong with losing Dell. What are we holding on to him for? gone after this season time to look for a legit goaltender wow a lot of uh, a lot of takes going on and just just put it this way at least we're not losing to a zamboni driver right now not yet we still have another six weeks left in the season for uh, someone to get hurt yeah let's let's not and say we did right <laughs> oh my god. Dallas the Dallas game, Ben Bishop and Anton Hudobin, watch out cuz Essen Gallo might be the Dallas goaltender <laughs> that we lose to. Yep. Friend of the show of Bay Area Hockey Repair. There you go. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> All right, so let's get at it. The Sharks is the second game of their road trip after losing to the Devils uh, the other day. Uh, you know, it, it, it seemed like this this was a game where, <clears throat> excuse me, where it could either be they're just going to dominate with shots and just kick some butt, or they can dominate and it's Ben Scriven's 2.0 again. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, it kind of was that tonight, except uh, except this is this is a goalie who's going to have a long future in Igor Shosturkin uh, for the Rangers versus Ben Scribbins, who was gone by the couple weeks after that. Happened. Yeah, right. Right. But, uh, yeah. You know, this is a disappointing one for the Sharks. I mean, this has kind of been the theme of the whole season, which for the whole Sharks organization which has been the Sharks played fine. They didn't play great. They didn't necessarily play well enough to win, but they didn't play bad enough to lose. But the few mistakes that they made were the difference in the game. Absolutely. And the little mistakes. I mean, we we talk about those little things that you can do to that'll make or break the game. That's what happened here tonight, unfortunately. Uh, let's get out it. You know, the Sharks, I think, were out shooting the Rangers at this point 12 to 2. And on the third shot, all well, it goes in. Jesper Faust, his 10th from Panarin Stone, uh, excuse me, Strom at 935 to get things going here on this one tonight. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those ones where you have to look at it and see because he literally passed it in between uh Dell's pads and uh my goodness <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing play by Panera and I mean the guy the guy we'll, we'll talk about great Russian players here throughout the night but uh Artemi Panera was was a wizard out there tonight I feel like and yeah. uh passing that through Aaron Dell's legs I, I I I'm I guess I'm jumping ahead here but I thought both goaltenders were excellent tonight. I thought even though Aaron Dell in the losing effort, I thought he was great, except on this first goal. Eric, I feel like whenever Martin Jones and Aaron Dell are off their game, the, the trend is they're way out of position and way scrambly. I mean, usually goaltenders who are scrambly are not successful in this year. Hasek. But Aaron Dell... He needs to be calm and cool and collected in the net. And on that goal, he's all over the place. That's how Panarin put it through his legs to get it to fast for a one nothing lead. And it makes it one nothing. And then uh, the Sharks break out late in the period. Uh, Burns kind of steals the puck, gets it up to Ferraro, feeds it up to Meyer. And Joe Thornton passed the puck to the net with, to quote Larry Beal, with authority. Uh, to tie this game up at 1-1, Jumbo, his third of the season, and is he auditioning, perhaps? Who, who knows, but uh, that's already a 66% or whatever uh, <laughs> increase in goals there for Thornton just after that first period. Uh, real nice play there by Timo Meyer with the, the drop pass, and then uh, Joe Thornton with just the blast. I mean, that's a shot I wish he'd use on the power play more. Cause I mean, he usually when that big boy winds up, that puck is in, well, 
if that puck's on net, that puck is in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on that one, it was definitely on the net, in the net. Heck of a shot. Shesterkin had had no clue what happened there. No. Um, great, great play for Thornton. And uh, his first road goal in over a year. In uh, his first goal in MSG since 2002. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was three years before he became a shark. <laughs> right? Wow. It's crazy. And, and overall, the, sh- the Sharks shut them down. It was 22 to 3 in shots on in that one. Uh, yeah. After f- one period of play. It's craziness to, to, to see. But, you know, uh, resiliency, you know, yeah. is what it, what it would be for the Rangers. Uh, but, well, you know. Eric, I want to say, you know, that was a very important goal for the Sharks because after you, you just mentioned the huge shot differential, um, if the Sharks are trailing going into that second period, you're probably looking at the Rangers coming out better in the second and then the Sharks kind of throwing themselves a pity party in the first or thinking about the first, like what could have been, but we're down one nothing. Oh, wait, now we're down two nothing, you know, kind of thing. Uh, so that goal was huge because that really obviously we know the end result, but that kept the Sharks in it legitimately into it because this is a team that's pretty mentally fragile at times. And I feel like they would have thrown a pity party for themselves if they uh, given up an early goal in the second. So going one, one in the first was not ideal, but you know, like to see, like, I like seeing that they got that goal in late. Yeah. It was a huge goal for them and they would definitely calm things down a little bit. You know, I don't think the sharks put, you know, stepped off the gas per se, but I, I right. thought the Rangers came back with a little bit more, you know, you'd have penalties and such, you know, Trooper would go off for interference. Howden would go off, for high stick, D'Angelo would have puck over glass, and that's the tough part is that the Sharks had three chances to to do something, and you know they did do it at thirteen forty seven on a power play goal by Joe Thornton. Yeah, but yeah, but halfway to a rooster trick, dude. So when Thornton got his uh, third goal of the season in the first period, <laughs> I like audibly said at my TV. That might be the last goal Joe Thornton ever scores as a shark. Not a trade deadline aside, he might not score the rest of the season. <laughs> but then here halfway into the second and he's got two uh, great shot by Burns just kind of hit Thornton. I had just got done uh, tweeting at Kevin Lacey 22 tweeting because Evander Kane had had two breakaways, I believe, and yes. both times he he deked to the low glove side. Uh, Sorensen had a number of chances at the low glove side. Goodrow had a couple. I think True had a couple. They were peppering the low glove side with deeks and scramble plays and everything, and none of it was getting past him in the in that spot. I wanted the Sharks to do something else. So where did you know Burns shot hits Thornton and goes in but where does it beat him low glove side so what the heck do I know yeah it wasn't a deke though (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah you're right Kane had two breakaways he was denied uh unfortunately (laughs) uh Kane would be a part of the game tying goal he was about to put it on his forehand and and I, I would say rim it around the boards to get the puck out Panarin just kind of just slaps at 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 the puck and it just somehow lands right to Zabinijad 
ties the game up. I, I think that's probably one of the quickest turnover to goals I've seen. Uh, and you know, I can't, I can't, I can't say that it's it's Dell's fault on this one. This, no, this one's uh, this one's all Kane, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, and and I'll give Kane a little bit of credit in the sense of he did back check to steal the puck in in the first place, but to just be stripped right back, that's really unfortunate for a guy who's coming off a three game suspension, is trying to you know get himself reestablished in the lineup and uh missed a couple breakaways had the turnover um up high i believe on the first goal and then now this turnover which wasn't necessarily a turnover as it was just a, a sloppy play like i made i stole the puck now i don't need to really try too hard oh no it's gone again like and and unfortunately for Evander, according to Curtis Pichelka, that was the last we saw of Evander on the night. Yeah, and that's something we're waiting on and kind of, you know, I think we're both looking at Twitter to see if we get any any um any info on that, but it looks like Evander Kane was benched for the rest of the game on that one. Uh so who knows what was said in the locker room, who knows what happened happen if it was just Bugner you know we kind of usually get around this time the periscope feed for you know the coaches uh posting presser so I'm kind of keeping an eye on that one and we'll uh, somehow get it fed to you if we can but that is going to be an interesting one <clears throat> indeed and Patrick Tyler saying okay well you got me there about Kane that's very odd uh yeah you know it's going to be uh <laughs> Patrick yeah the Boomers need to stop carrying this team well maybe maybe uh that might not be the case come Monday you know I thought I actually thought Patrick Marlowe was going to get a goal tonight after Thornton had those two because I've noticed this theme throughout the season I'm talking about themes and trends but I mean like that's kind of how this whole year has been. But whenever Thornton gets going, Marlowe gets going. And when Marlowe gets going, Thornton gets going. And when neither of them are there, then, you know. Um, so I actually thought Marlowe was one of the few guys in the third period for the Sharks who had a lot of jump. I, I yeah. thought it was going to happen. Didn't, unfortunately. But uh, it's a, that's a good call. I missed who, who wrote that. But that's a good call there about the Boomers. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but third period, we move on and, you know, the Sharks, uh, you know, would lose a net mouth scramble. Faust would get his 11th from Truban Strom. That turns out to be your game winning goal at 654, uh, 3-2 on that one. Um, you know, hey, 40, heck 40 of a play by Dell. I mean, yeah. heck of an effort by Dell. Someone needs to go in and bowl over yes for fast on that because yeah. um, Dell did all he could, I felt like. But yes for fast was a beast on that. And is that four goals in the two games for him this season? I feel like he had two I goals against the, so. show, the one in San Jose. And, and Panarin, I, I mean, I, I want to say, did Panarin have a hat trick? In, in that game, he did, yes. Yeah, so throw in... The hat trick that that Panarin had, along with uh, the two assists tonight, he has five points against the Sharks in two games, and and sure enough, the um, you know, the, uh, 
Panarin is a is a boogie, you know, beater. I guess I don't know. I mean, because uh, that game against the Rangers was the debut for uh, Bugner in in that one, and mm. oh boy, you know, and. and He's it's just a great hockey player, man. <laughs> but the a, Sharks, I mean, he's hey, a good player, it, and, and they know how to play good players. And uh, I, I'm I'm laughing at tonight after uh, what seemed to happen in uh, in Toronto. Now, I guess it's not my fault now. Huh? Okay, I didn't yeah. know Mike Babcock was coming to town. Uh, Special guest. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying up for the to be the head coach next year. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I th- I thought the Sharks played fine again, but they did not play like a playoff team tonight. And obviously, no one's fooled by this team. They're, the Sharks are not going to the playoffs this year. Um, but tonight, I felt like, you know, Artemi Panarin is a great player. In the two games against the Rangers, he couldn't be stopped. Yeah. You want to win a cup? You have to stop guys like Artemi Panarin. So it's why you paid ten million bucks for him. Yeah. <laughs> and even even. I mean, the Sharks had so many opportunities in the slot tonight on, on I almost said Georgiev, on Chesterkin. And those are the types of goals you have to score in the playoffs. And I felt like the Sharks, part of the reason the shark, the shot total was so high was just all those scrambles in front. But it was they needed to just take a step back and be more composed in the crease because I felt like they were rushing shots just left and right, just. We got to shoot everything we possibly can, even if we hold on to the puck for one more second, we might get a better play. But no, just jam, 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 jam. It was almost too much jam, and that's a sign to me of a team that's you know lacking confidence around the board. And uh, so it's just unfortunate. Um, yeah, uh, uh, to me, many missed opportunities because I thought the goaltending was there again tonight. Yeah. But. I mean, Dell Dell played Dell played well. I, I thought thirty saves on thirty three shots. Um, Shishirkin, am I saying that right? Yes. Oh, got on the first try. Yes. <laughs> In front of Kevin Lacey. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, Sharks put up forty six shots. I mean, but you, you look at that forty six thirty three shots. But you take away the first period. The Rangers outshoot the Sharks thirty to twenty four the rest of this game, uh, you know, and it's gonna be and it's and it's tough to see what's gonna go, you know, <laughs> like a tiger, <laughs> less Jim, more PB. I say, lol. <laughs> so that's uh something uh something to see. Uh, we're again we're waiting to hear from Bugner if we haven't heard from him yet. Something's going on. Something must be going on if that's the case because usually. We hear something by now, um, but uh, all right. So since since you're kind of going in that direction, you know, we've got the trade deadline coming up here on Monday. Even before the benching of Evander Kane tonight, I've because I I really haven't been tweeting a whole lot about my opinions on the Sharks and whatnot. And most most of the time I am tweeting, it's about the Barracuda, who are about to start in San Diego, by the way. Um, but Evander Kane's a guy that I would like to see the Sharks trade. The Sharks need to start moving some, some pieces, like actual pieces. The Sharks don't have the depth for teams to go out and pluck depth guys because no one's interested in the Sharks' depth. The Sharks' depth are why the Sharks are where they're at right now, in my opinion. Exactly. If you want to see Doug Wilson make trades in the next 36 hours, it's going to have to be bigger pieces. 
And Evander Kane, he's, for the most part, been pretty good this season. He's had his moments. He's up there in leading in penalty minutes if he doesn't already lead in penalty minutes, just like last year. We're starting, I feel like, to see some of the the signs that Evander Kane had when he had issues in Winnipeg and Buffalo and Atlanta. Some of these tendencies are starting to creep back in off the ice that I'm a little concerned about. So even, again, before tonight, I feel like Evander Kane is a guy, might not be the popular opinion, but that's my opinion, uh, I'd like to see him get moved out by Monday. And I don't think the benching was because of a trade, but what you were talking about there, Eric, what you were alluding to, where's Bob Bugner right now? Yeah, like, and what's we, going on? We, we do have some tweets from Kevin Kurz coming in. Uh, Bob Bugner on benching Ivana Kane for the third period tonight. Quote, I think there's a level and expectation here and a standard that we hold every player the same accountable too. I just think that you have to be prepared and you have to be able to get out there and compete for your teammates. I didn't think he had any of that tonight. It doesn't matter who you are. We're going to make sure that we have that standard and that line for everybody. Very strong words from Bugner on, on this one. Uh, You know, uh, Curtis did then talk to Kane uh, about it and asked if you agreed with Bugner's decision. Kane preferred not to comment. Regarding the second Rangers goal, he said, quote, I thought I had a little more time and I didn't. Panarin made a good play on the puck, swinging his stick. That that one's definitely on me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and, and that that's goes back into my, uh, I worry about some of the, the old tendencies creeping back in with Kane. I think Kane handled that. Those comments are fine from him. Totally. That's fine. But every other situation seems to be he's not supporting the team or the team doesn't feel he's supporting the team. The coach isn't happy and and there's, you know, uh, some differences there. And so if Evander Kane and Bob Bugner are not on the same page, that's going to be a problem going forward. So hopefully it's just a one-off and Evander will play twice as hard tomorrow if he plays yeah. in Long Island. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to follow through, uh, especially if there's any movement. I mean, I, I, I think it's I, I think it's really interesting um, if you were to really send a message to Scratch Kane while you have players on the verge of being sent. Uh, to other teams yeah um that'll be a major message sent uh and and an embarrassing one let's be honest here too so wait are we just saying that evander needs to play nike new yorker come on evander play like a new yorker and you'll win oh man i see and i was hoping for evander to come out with guns a blazing especially since he is uh so frustrated with player safety right I, I think, in fairness, those comments were totally warranted that he made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick Tyler saying, that's the one thing I like about Bugner. Won't take sh- from anyone. Great. Uh, Anthony Sanchez on the other side saying, fire Bob B. Stupid comments on Kane. <laughs> um, you know, 
Bye Bobby haven't done anything else with the team. Or Burge7F91 or Scratch EK65 before he got injured. Um, you know Why would you scratch a thirteen million dollar player? Because I guess he wasn't producing enough. Or yes, or the... not giving that level of commitment to some people who think think that. Uh Rob right. Iman, could you imagine if Kane got scratched tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh man. That, we might see we might see some uh some warm up clothes in the shower there if that happens. Oh boy. Yeah. And and just just to get it out of the way here before anybody starts speculating because we're in that crazy speculation time. Sure. Evander Kane is signed through 2025. He has a modified no trade list. There's no way that that this is going to get uh that he's going to be moved uh unless it's some craziness you know, or as Doc Emmerich would say, what chaos uh, you know, <laughs> would go on here. So I can't I can't think that that King get, gets moved. I mean, there might be a trade request that comes, you know, at, at the you know, maybe in the offseason if there if there really is a disconnect. But also, let's remember, Bugner is and I hate to say this is only the interim coach. Yeah, I mean that could be different if somebody else is replaced. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. a discussion for another time. The yes. Bob Bugner thing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, big time. So the Sharks lose this one three to two. Hey, uh, yeah. That, so that's three straight losses. But I thought they looked all they looked good in all three, but yeah. just you know. Um, Brent Burns, by the way, over 30 minutes of ice time tonight, oh, 10 shots on goal, 10 out of the 46 were from Brent Burns. And it, I, I can think of two more towards the end of the game that were blocked. even. Yep. So, uh, Brent Burns was, uh, you know, a lot of people crap on Eric Carlson. Uh, most of those people are Brent Burns fans. I'm the flip of it, but I thought Brent Burns was actually very good tonight. Um, Unfortunately, with the statistics, Kevin LeBanc, over over 20 minutes of ice time. That's huge for a forward. Minus three. Ah. Not Barkley good. Goodrow, though, played almost 22 minutes. Wow. So we know where Evander Kane's minutes went. Yeah. Big I time. Was thinking, I was thinking Goodrow was looking kind of sloppy his last couple of shifts, but... Now I see why, because yeah. there's no way that's not the most ice time he's ever accrued in an NHL game, an NHL regular season game. Maybe yeah. even a playoff game. I don't know, but 22 minutes for Goodrow. Goodrow's Good like, Lord. Goodrow's like, where was this game seven when I, in Vegas, against Vegas? I barely saw <laughs> the ice in overtime until the goal. Uh, you know, I. So you obviously, you know a lot about the Barracuda, which is why I'm so glad you're able to be with us this evening. What have you seen from, from the, the, I don't want to call them kids, but you know, from the guys that have the Cuda right now, you know, like Gregor, I mean, obviously true has looked pretty good so far. Shellman, you know, uh, Jake Middleton, I think is probably the, the biggest one since he's, you know, essentially filling in for, you know, I, I guess you could say he's filling in for, for Brendan Dillon. 
Yeah. So the Barracuda, of course, are 31st in the AHL. And just like in the NHL, there's only 31 teams. So that's (laughs) not good. um tra la la tra la la so here's the here's the thing with that you know shing pang ring wrote an article uh earlier in the week to, talking with scouts and stuff about the the barracuda and the how doug wilson had kind of unreasonably high expectations for the barracuda i had good feelings about the team this year 31st to me is astonishing but the yeah. barracuda just like the sharks are finding ways to lose all the time like they went almost a full calendar month and i say almost because it was 30 days in a 31 day month that's how (laughs) they avoided going winless for an entire month um but right now tonight for example they're going for their first three game winning streak of the season Woo! it's february 22nd and they have not won three games in a row yet um that's how inconsistent this team is um, the reason that you're looking at call-ups, just, just the, the ever-changing call-ups, like different guys all the time, is because I think the Sharks are just wanting someone to take the ball and run with it, like just anyone. Right now, I think Alex True is doing pretty well, and I think he and Sorensen looked pretty good together tonight. By the way, Marcus Sorensen is the guy I expect the Sharks to trade. Uh, on Monday just that's my take there um but Noah Gregor lots of speed first year pro needs time to adjust uh true guy I thought would be the 13th forward going into this season but he really didn't earn it in camp like he he had a so-so camp and even throughout this season I feel like he has been so-so for the Barracuda they pretty much called him up because I feel like we've called Every other yeah. forward up who's been, you know, hot, the flavor of the, the week for the Barracuda. He's the only one left that we haven't tried. Uh, Joachim Blickfeld, he's a promising forward. I think he's had a really good year for the Barracuda. I think he's been their best player. But I still wonder about his NHL longevity. He right. is a beanpole. Um, and when I say a beanpole, he's not even that tall. Really, Latunov's the beanpole, and we saw him have a couple of games. He looked okay, but he got sent down. He's taken strides this year, but I don't think he's an NHL guy. Um, so, Dylan Gambrell. Uh, I had an exchange on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, Eric, where someone was I, – I, I'm trying to remember. Was it when um, Hurdle went down with an injury? I think it was. And someone said, who gets called up? And I said, Dylan Gambrell. And they're like, oh, God, we've tried that. And I'm like, I know we've tried that. But the problem is, who else is there? There's not anyone else. Like Gambrell, as sad to say, although I think he's played well the last three or four games. uh, You know, he's got a couple goals that I think will boost his confidence. But, I mean, Dylan Gambrell is the only player on the Barracuda who I feel like has nothing left to prove at the AHL level. I feel like everyone else, even Alex True, has, still has some room to grow at the AHL level before he gets recalled. Uh, defensively, it's kind of the same thing. Jake Middleton probably doesn't have much left to prove at the AHL, but with the shoulder injury at the start of the year, um, he's kind of taken a step, a small step backward this year. And I, 
you know, there's not really anyone else. Jeremy Waugh has looked good, but again, the guy is hurt all the time. So I, I, I feel like anyone who gets called up at this point is just uh, like like a Nick Malosh, how the Sharks just called up mm-hmm. Nick Malosh a couple days ago, who I think has done really nothing for the Barracuda this year. <laughs> but it's one of those, let's just throw him on the Sharks. We've got nothing to lose at the NHL level at this point. Let's just throw him up there and see what happens. Is the Sharks took that approach in 0203 with Rob Davison and Matt Karkner, and much to my bewilderment, those guys actually became serviceable, credible NHL defensemen. So yes. who knows? But yeah, Eric, uh, with the Barracuda, um, yeah, it's just Sasser Schmalevsky. That's a guy I think the Sharks really were relying on yep. to be up here by halfway through the season. And unfortunately, he hasn't done a whole lot. Ivan Shakovich is another player who was thought to put up 25 goals for the Barracuda this season. And he's got three, I believe. And he's getting nice. fourth line minutes. Uh, I think he could be used like a lot better than he does with that team, but he doesn't get in the lineup all the time. Like, and these are the guys that the Sharks were relying on. Uh... Oh, and, and <laughs> sorry, that's... that's my long ramble. I haven't had a in the reef in a while, so <laughs> I and and that's that's by the way, folks, in the reef, a uh, Barracuda show here on Teal Town USA. It is not gone away. No. It's just that I have been so caught up with real life stuff that unfortunately we just have not been able to get a show. But there will be a show. Uh, just subscribe to Teal Town USA if you haven't already, and uh, you'll be notified whenever I finally get a, some time to get a full Barracuda show in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it will be very soon, and then of course, Kevin, we appreciate that you you would uh you are 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 able to join me. That, that's very appreciative. Couple of comments in the chat before we get to probably the most anticipated NHL wraparound ever. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Tyler, you could put Guy as the name of a coup to call up, but I wouldn't be able to tell who's who. It's wow. true, and I don't mean Alex true. I mean it's true. You could put Guy sixty nine up and just call him up, like nice, nice. Uh, Jerry F, and this is the guy who I kind of hoping he can get a call up. Do you think Jaden Helgawatz will get a call up this season? I hope his mom Jamie's not watching this. Love you, Jamie. You're so sweet. But no. <laughs> All righty then. Um, Jaden Hogwalks is another player who just like he's got speed. He's got plenty of creativity, mm-hmm. but I don't think he still as of yet knows how to use that creativity to get the best outcome for him and the team yet. Yeah. I feel like most of the time when he's trying to do something creative, it's when everyone else is on a line change uh, or when he does have support. He doesn't use the sport support and he just gets selfish and skates around with the puck like Gus Nyquist in OT a couple of years ago where he just oh, skated in circles, yes. skated in circles. But Hobgawaks doesn't have the finish. Uh, that's why he's not in the NHL. So uh, he's got some great aspects to him, but that I don't see him getting a call up. I, I, it, there would have to be a major sell off for that to happen. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be rough. 
it's going to be rough. Like, uh, and let's put it this way: at least it's not ninety two, ninety three rough. That that was that was bad. <laughs> that was oh man. Like, like recycling jerseys, like nothing else was was the key to the organization uh, that year. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you might as well poor Jeff Hackett. You might as well have thrown uh, a, a Zamboni driver in as your goalie oh, in, for the ninety two ninety three team. To uh, oh wow, at that point. And with that, I have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. Segways, huh? Ah, uh, yes. I forgot that you are the king of segways, good sir. And with that, oh my goodness! I, usually, I would not tell. I would not say anything uh, about turning onto other people's YouTube channels. But um, my goodness, Steve Dangle, um, Mike, he, him, and and his Leafs fan reaction. I'm going to say this is probably going to be one of his most epic ones uh, since. The Predators beat the Leafs 9-2 a few years ago. Um, let's put it this way. Peter Morasic actually got hurt. No, not from a Joe Thornton-like punch. He got <gasps> hurt. Former Shark James Reimer got hurt. They The Carolina Hurricanes went to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver. Yes, the Toronto Maple Leafs Zamboni driver, David Ayers... And he turned down seven of nine shots to, or, or well, hang on, I gotta get this all right. But that sounds about right. But I know the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes had this great tweet. Quick second period recap, and that was after James Reimer got hurt in the first. Second <laughs> period, Kane's goal, Kane's goal, Kane's goal. Sounds awesome, right? Peter Mrazek injured. Forty-two-year-old David Ayers enters as emergency backup. Kane's goal. <laughs> wow. Leafs goal, Leafs goal, and then Ayers makes his first save. So <laughs> if you're saying that um, it was seven out of nine shots for the Leafs, that means that Ayers uh, gave up goals on the first two shots he faced and then has never let in an NHL goal since. Yeah, uh, and, and he did. Let me pull up the stats here because this is this is one of those crazy things. Things, yeah, seven of nine shots uh, that he <laughs> faces. He, he allowed two goals uh, to the Leafs. Uh, they made it interesting, and then he shut them down. I mean, the Canes absolutely went puck, full-on puck possession, and I think that broke NHL.com for the info to this game because they had to go with an emergency goaltender. 47-26 um, were the shots, I believe, the Leafs maybe you've got like ten shots since the guy came in, so or seven and nine. I mean, my God, only nine shots on goal on an emergency goaltender, and for a team that's supposed to have major cup aspirations, Kevin. I mean, my goodness, I I thought we had it, had it, you know. You know, I I thought. It was, uh, what, Tuesday or whatever when the Maple Leafs got annihilated by Pittsburgh. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great for Toronto because this is kind of the this is the team that you really have. You need to make changes. 
and, and it's going to, to, to spark them. Well, the Maple Leafs have actually made a couple of trades, including one today for Mika Salamaki or Salamaki, sorry. Um, but they're going to need to do to do some bigger things. I heard Tyson Berry got hurt tonight for the Leafs. He, he did come back, he though. Was put, huh? He did come back, though. Sorry. He did come back? Okay. All right. But he was potentially uh, – he is potentially being moved. Um, yeah, just boy, oh, boy, where do you go from here <laughs> if you're in Toronto? It's it's such like, – like the Tiger says, they're, they're such in a panic, you know, and that's that's the thing. Uh, Nathan Connor, does he get paid for stepping in? LOL. Yes, he does. He gets, does. he gets $500 and he gets to keep that Jersey. That's right. Here, here's the fun, here's the fun fact of it all folks. He was also the, the emergency goaltender when the Charlotte checkers were in Toronto to take on the Marlies on February 1st. There's something in the, Hey, wow. That is, uh, you know, thinking about that. That's a heck of a career ride, man. <laughs> you play one game in the AHL and they decide to call you up to the big club. Like, man, oh man, I guess I guess even at 36 year old 36 years old playing at Rolling Ice, I still have an opportunity if I just get an NHL contract. They'll see me the Barracuda could put me in and go, "Hey, there's a defenseman we can call up." Right. I'll be in the NHL at this point. But yeah, he gets 500 bucks. He gets to keep the jersey. Um and my goodness, uh, you know, I guess both goaltenders from Charlotte are getting called up, called up. But the reason why I put this out here is don't think DW isn't on the phone in regarding about either Aaron Dell or Martin Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, this will be quite interesting to see what happens between now and Monday at noon. Because uh, my goodness, Kevin. Uh, to lose both of your goaltenders in a playoff race, which Carolina is in right now, oh yeah, is is very devastating. I mean, you don't know how long they're going to be, but my goodness, you know. And in Carolina's um, outlook, if they're talking, to, if they were to be talking to the Sharks about goaltending, that would be Aaron Dell, absolutely. Besides the fact that Aaron Dell has outplayed Martin Jones this season, and especially as of late. Uh, Aaron Dell is an unrestricted free agency free agent after this season, whereas Martin Jones still has some years left on his contract. So Carolina would be in a would want to be in a position where they need someone to get through this season because uh, Mrazek's still their goalie and they've got Nedeljkovic down in the minors waiting to be called up too. But I don't think you go with as as promising of a prospect as Nedeljkovic has been and winning the um oh my goodness calder cup <laughs> i almost <laughs> forgot the name of the ahl cup there the calder cup last year i don't think that's who you're going to be riding into the playoffs if you if you're going to make the playoffs so no. I, good call eric good call i like that i mean at, at this point what are, what are you gonna find the next jordan bennington or something <laughs> oh wait that's igor okay. now i lost it again I actually got I actually got frustrated. Randy Hahn made that that comparison about Sisterkin being the next Jordan Bennington. There's totally different outlook here because Bennington was in the minors for years and was the fifth goalie going into the year. Sisterkin 
over the last three years in the KHL has a record of 72, 12, and 4 wow. with a 940 save percentage. Last year, he got his goals against average was 111. He went to the gold medal game for Russia in 2005, so uh, juniors, sorry. So, like, Shesterkin is a big-time prospect for the Rangers. So I had to get that off my chest there. But Take that, Elvis Merkelainen's. Okay, now yeah. Merzlikens, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get through these scores. A lot of games right. in hey, oh, oh, just, I want to wrap up airs real quick. Let I just go. read something. Apparently, he had um, a kidney transplant in 2004. Wow. Um, so that's another, you know, talk about perseverance there. Um, and then two tweets that I just loved here. One first from former San, uh, San Jose Shark Brian Boucher. 40 years ago today, the miracle on ice occurred. Yeah. And tonight we have a new miracle. Congratulations <laughs> to David Ayers on your first NHL win. Unbelievable. I love that. And Roberto Luongo, not <laughs> former San Jose Sharks goalie. You know, Strombone 1, at Strombone 1. Definitely worth the follow there. Ayers has more wins in Toronto than I do. Smack my head. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, Luongo right. always knows how to to make everything, you know. Always make a good laugh out of it all. Um, you know, Rob Hyman even saying might Detroit interest Caroline Jimmy Howard, who or Jonathan Bernier for that matter. I I bet there are a lot of decisions being mulled over, and you know, as much as Carolina is in in big trouble, you wonder if if there's so many goaltenders out there that it might soften the market or make the price a little bit cheaper for Carolina in the long run. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, let's get to these scores. Uh, it is late in the third period. The desert dogs are up five, three on Tampa Bay. Uh, my goodness, you know, the, the coyotes are making a run now. Uh, late in the third period, the predators are tied with the blue jackets, three, three in this one. Uh, the Blue Jackets all of a sudden falling apart. The Rangers with their win pull within three points of a playoff spot. Since since nobody's here, Kevin, I can get away with it. In Vancouver, the Canucks uh, are up one are tied one one with the Boston Bruins. Pasternak scores his forty fourth goal of the season. Troy Skitcher scores his fourth before he gets traded tomorrow. Uh, that's midway through the first period. In that one, uh, early on in. In Vegas, it is one nothing uh, Panthers. Mike Hoffman, former Sharks legend, gets his 24th of the season, but it's early on midway through the first. Uh, the Kings and Avalanche are about to get underway shortly in L.A. Uh, earlier today, Alexander Ovechkin, uh, he's, he's done all right for himself. He got his 42nd of the season and his 700th goal. Kevin, I'll ask the question that's getting asked everywhere for you. Is he breaking Wayne Gretzky's 894? Oh, you know, it's really tough. Now you make me want to go grab my Ovechkin jersey out of the closet <laughs> there. Um, wow. He's going to come close. I do think he's going to get to 800. Is he going to get to 894? Man, age might not be on his side, especially because the power game that he plays. I mean, dude's in ridiculous shape. And just like Patrick Marlowe, 
you have to have the durability. He's proven that, but Marlowe and Marlowe and Ovechkin definitely have different styles out there. Mm-hmm. And unless Ovechkin really softens his game, and Gretzky kind of, I mean, Gretzky was never the, the most physical guy, but he definitely softened his game even more his last few years just to, to stretch out his career. I think Ovechkin would need to change his game a little in order to try and do it. And if he does change his game, his who knows if his goal production can can stay up. So, so he's I think eight hundreds. I think eight hundreds going to happen though. He'll he'll get to eight hundred, but not eight ninety four. Kevin yep. Lacey going yep. on record for the foreseen point. I was going to say I want my foreseen points, hockey <laughs> jerk. Uh, oh oh, by the way, the Devils won three to two in that game. <laughs> big big win for the Devils. A huge loss for the Capitals in regulation, for that matter. Uh, a huge win for the Flyers as it just hurts the Winnipeg Jets' chances. They beat the Winnipeg Jets four to two in this one. Uh, Connor Hart just uh, doing his thing. The Flyers are 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 they looking promising or what here? <laughs> um. Well, it's tough to say. I'm just gonna it? go with what you. Unfortunately, because. Uh, of my travel and work and everything i have been off the grid as far as other teams go so sure i guess the flyers are doing great <laughs> uh in pittsburgh the penguins lose five to two to buffalo sabers jack eichel with two goals in this one uh has tristan jerry takes a rare loss for the penguins despite evgeny malkin's two goals course we told you about uh the hurricanes being the leafs uh montreal shuts out the senators three nothing in this one max domi with two goals uh who's also been in some trade talks as well which is i find very interesting i that doesn't surprise me because i know that max domi from what it sounds like doesn't always see eye to eye with close julianne the coach um, mostly about how he's deployed, how he's used, literally down to the position that he plays. Because I guess Domi wants to be a center, and and uh, Julien's like, you suck at center, you're a wing for life kind of thing. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Max Domi gets traded. And it's kind of the same thing Kyle Turris in Nashville. That's another one yep. who who I, I'm expecting to see moved here. Yeah. Uh, Johnny eleven twenty one asking what other goalies are on the market for Carolina pickup besides Dello, obviously. Um, I would say Alexander Georgiev of the Rangers, who did who was healthy scratch tonight, because um, Shosturkin is now nine and one, and I really think he is the true goalie of the future. I think Georgiev. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think it would be bad if the Rangers kept him. But to me, you're not going with three goalies the rest of the year and just sitting Lundqvist all the time. Yeah, so which, I think Lundqvist has garnered too much respect. Yeah, and he was a healthy scratch last night as the uh, Rangers were in Carolina, and that's the other thing: the Rangers were in Carolina last night and and came back with the resiliency to win this game uh, that the Sharks yep. lost <clears throat> three to two. In MSG, uh, Rob, I've been saying maybe Craig Anderson, the Carolina. Uh... Hmm. 
I did I did hear that Craig Anderson's probably being moved out of Ottawa, but doesn't he have a pretty big contract? I think you'd have to kind of play around with with that. Oh, uh, you know, I'd have to pull up cap friendly really quick on that one. But um ooh. One more out-of-town score I just want to throw out there. And besides the Barracuda, who now are underway at Pechanga Arena in San Diego. Jerry, thank you for watching, but why aren't you at the game? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Milwaukee, the Admirals, beat the Rockford Icehogs 7-2. Why does this matter? Why does it matter, Former San Jose Sharks goaltender Troy Grosnick fought Rockford goalie Matt Tompkins this evening. So, uh... Yeah, I retweeted that. Um, check that out. But yeah, that was um, it. Wasn't like, you know, it wasn't Wah versus Vernon or Wah versus Osgood or anything like that. But uh, it was still it was still a good tilt for goalies. Hey, Troy Grossnick, one of our dear and nearest to our hearts, uh, even was a guest on the on the show uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and in That's fact, right. uh, me and him go back a little bit. Uh, he is a very much a logo and jersey enthusiast. Would be on the infamous uh, Chris Creamer uh, sports logos community. So that's always a always an interesting one there. Um, Craig Anderson makes four point seven five million. Uh, he huh. has a modified no trade. Uh, he can submit a ten team no trade list. So twenty one teams he could be traded to. So that's definitely doable. Uh, for sure. And he's a UFA at the end of this year, just like Aaron Dell. So there you go. Yeah. I think that's why some teams, I, I was actually thinking Toronto might call on him. Um, then they went and got Jack Campbell last week. So I don't know. Um, although I mean, Hey, if, uh, Frederick Anderson can't beat Dave Ayers, then <laughs> the, the squeak by the way, uh, out of me was because I just realized Grossnet got thrown out of the game after his fight. So oh, Troy, dang it. Uh, you know, the Carolina has 5.6 million uh, deadline cap space, yeah, so they, they could fit them. But, you know, yeah. I mean, like Rob Ian would say, you know, this would re- Ottawa be re- willing to retain salary? I don't see why not, but uh, if they want to make it happen. But it's going to be interesting to see. I think we now have a, a big um, development with the trade deadline where now there now there's some question as to what Carolina will do uh on top of what the Sharks are going to do we've heard rumors now you know we're starting to hear that supposedly there's five teams that Jumbo is could be mulling over could be Tampa could be Boston could be Dallas could be Pittsburgh could be Colorado Kevin where should Jumbo go? And wait, no, I should not be asking Kevin. I should be asking Gary, um, Gary Lacey or Kevin Bettman. Oh, my God. As where Jumbo ends up on Monday if he is not a San Jose Shark. Wouldn't it be? I don't know if it would be salt and wound. Maybe enough time has passed, but wouldn't be inter- it be interesting if he ends up in Pittsburgh? Like, I know a lot of people have said, like, maybe he goes to Boston. Um, by the way, I'm 50-50 on Joe Thornton being traded. Um, I, I I could actually see it happen. I can't see Marlowe happening at all. 
after what he went through. I mean, Marlowe did not want to play for anyone but the Sharks this year. So why would the Sharks trade him? Thornton, though, I could kind of see it. But, man, Pitt, I can't shake Pittsburgh for him. Oh, no, I think that I think that would work for him. I think, heck, seeing him in Dallas would be oh, interesting to see. That uh, would hurt me. Talk about the... Talk about a painful line about you're rooting for Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, and on the other wing, Corey Perry. I'm Corey. still mad at Corey Perry for getting suspended, uh, even though that was still hilarious, just because I had this great <laughs> sign planned uh, for that Dallas game. And I don't know if it would apply now, now that Pavelski has had his comeback game. I'm on the fence about it for the next Dallas game, but, um, I, someone, it might've been Pashelka. Somebody tweeted earlier that, um, most of the teams that are allegedly in contention for Joe Thornton, the Sharks still have a game against post deadline. Mm -hmm. So that if, if this happens, to one of the suspected teams, um, we would have a Joe Thornton return night coming in the future. Hey, that'll get some butts in seats, though, right? Right. No <laughs> kidding. That they don't have to quickly flip around a uh, tribute video like that. And <laughs> so, uh, an update on the. Oh wait. Ooh, Barracuda. <laughs> Your San Jose Barracuda are currently underway in San Diego, and you said, what was that? Uh, sorry, I didn't realize that you were playing a graphic there. I was just saying Yosef Koronash is in net right now, but I, I think I see the update that you see. What do you see, Eric? I see no score uh, early in the first period. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I see number five, Dalton Prout, is dressed for the Barracuda tonight. Oh, boy. I mean, that's not exciting news, but it is noteworthy considering that Dalton Proud has played two games for the Sharks this year and been concussed in both of them. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I guess Prout's on the comeback trail. Um, there is a roster spot for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he... And he's got a shot on goal. I think my flag's about to come down behind uh -oh. me. I can fix that. You go fix that uh, while I... Uh... The, the the shark freak jersey behind me, no joke, Dalton Prout. Yeah, so it's a conditioning assignment for uh, Dalton Prout on on this night as the Barracuda take on the goals. No score. Uh, we're we're kind of wrapping this up now, but uh, you know, also going to say uh, Mac eighty seven with this great one. What's worse, Pavelski and Perry teammates in Dallas? Or Nolan and Belfort teammates in Toronto. Ouch! I forgot. What do you about say, that. Eric? I I say I say Nolan and and Belfort. Oh yeah. <laughs> for me as for me as well. Not only just because like I Belfort's still public enemy number one for me, but it would be like poor Owen Nolan because you know he's the first person Ed Belfort calls when he needs bail. So <laughs> I mean. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll just let that be. And and with that 
in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com. <laughs> you should want to see this again because I've only been on twice this season, so you need to you need to watch it a second time just to believe that I actually made an appearance. Woohoo! Uh, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. Kevin, I've missed you, bud. It's good to see you again. Please don't be a stranger. Come come and 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 have fun while you torture ourselves to April fourth. Uh, <laughs> but uh your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Um well thanks for having me on, Eric, and thanks for those of you who have tweeted me so far just saying like good to see you again and stuff like that, or and uh, th- so far no comments saying why the hell did you come back? Uh, so that's positive. <laughs> Um, so thanks everyone. Uh, hope to see you on in the reef soon. Uh, my final thoughts, one real quick, Carolina hurricanes are actually putting David Ayers number 90 t-shirts on their Carolina hurricanes shop <laughs> website. And that, that has gone live as of like three minutes ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's a real thing. Um, <laughs> that might replace the bunch of jerk shirt I, I wanted, but didn't get. So, um, um uh, oh, uh, Darren Stevens had this horrible stat that pretty much summarizes the Sharks season and I have lost it, but it was to the effect of when the Sharks have 30 shots or more, or was it 40? I don't remember. They're 0 and 10. It can't be 30. It's gotta be 40 plus shots, right? Right. Ah, I've lost it. Anyway, they're 0 and 10 at having a ridiculous amount of shots. So that's real. Oh, that's just really bad. Anyway. Um, boy, this is one of the worst, uh, wrap ups for me ever, but I'm at <laughs> Kevin Lacey 22. And the next time I'm on, I swear I'll get my stuff together. And, and hopefully it's not that far off. Really going to, going to post this up really quick. Uh, wait, let's, uh, let's lose that actually. Cause that's not going to work. Hello. Um, we'll, we'll go and try and do it this way here. Uh, because, uh, let's be real here, folks. If this doesn't irk AJ and everything right now, nothing will, because not even a half hour or 45 minutes after the game is done, Carolina's online shop already has a David Ayers player t-shirt on sale. What a, what a goofy guy that David Ayers, he's a butt, he's a jerk. They're a bunch of jerks, I swear. <laughs> but my goodness, get that shirt. Man, That that is crazy that they got that up already. So, all right. He's Kevin Lacey, 22 on the Twitter machine. I'm at Puckeye14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Hey, guess what? We get to do this again all tomorrow. The game will be at 2 p.m. on the Pacific Coast, Sharks and Islanders. Man, it would be fun if they brought back the Fish Sticks jerseys for that game, but I digress. Uh, so Sharks and Islanders, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Should be an interesting one. Could it be the last game for some Sharks that were playing tonight and maybe playing tomorrow? We will see. We will see on how or who is wearing teal, black, and white tomorrow, <laughs> and for that matter, on Tuesday too. So stay tuned. We'll have plenty of trade deadline coverage on Teal Town USA uh, right up till noon. We'll have a special show for you on that one as well. 
with that, we are out of here. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button down below. Hit that like button. I mean, we're only at 15. Come on now. Also hit that notification bell. That will notify you when we go on the air. So when the trade does happen, if a Sharks trade does happen, we will try to get on as soon as possible to discuss it with you. As for discussion, well, the conversation continues on Discord now. So jump on over there. But make sure you hit that subscribe button and follow us on the social media and check out our other videos as well. And until tomorrow, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone.